Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Talk to you for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are the couples Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex. Producer Terry's here too. Uh, this week we're here to talk about a brand new Doctor Who, Woo. The Star Beast, written by Russell T. Davies, directed by Rachel Talley, based on a comic strip by Pat Mills and Dave Gibbons, aired November 25th, 2023. Before we get started, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 20-second plot synopsis on your mark. Get set, go! Get shift on. Yeah, you should not. We're back to uh, David Tennant as the Doctor, and we also have Donna Noble, who we all know that I'm a, probably the biggest fan of Donna Noble, <laughs> which is great. It was fun, and they show up here together at the same time, and there's a big, big hairy monster thing called the Meep, and he's super cute, and it walks around Meep. all silly. And then they're... <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. 60 you seconds. Didn't start... Didn't start talking until five seconds in because Alex decided to get a shift on. <laughs> and then uh, took you till 12 seconds to get over the fact that it was David Tennant and Donna Noble <laughs> and Kevin Sh- Shouldn't it take everybody that many seconds? <laughs> hey, Cody. Hey, Jake. What'd you think of this one? Jake, look at me. Look at me. I'm looking. Look at me with them big, beautiful eyes. Look at them. Looking. Jake, this episode was a fucking banger. Hey-oh. It's the greatest Sam. episode I've ever seen. No, no, we're not done yet. <laughs> Sounded like you're done. Maybe don't eat while you're talking. <laughs> or whatever's happening with your mouth. <laughs> I don't know if it's because we've been watching Old Who, but man. It's so good. It's all so good. It's just refreshing and nice and pretty and enjoyable. And I didn't want to fall asleep the second it got turned on. Also, the intro, that song got me going, Jake. I was ready for it. Yep. Jill. Yes. Uh, what'd you think? I am excited and disappointed all at the same time. Um, full honesty, I should have watched it again, and I intended to, but today got away from me. And this is the first time we've like recorded the day after it came out. So really, I had no other chance. So there's definitely... First time in a long time. We have before, but yeah. years ago. Yeah, I could have used another watch for sure. Um, but there were a lot of things to be excited about, and then just some things that I that, like definitely need a, a second watch to fully grasp. Because smooth brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wait till episode three. You're going to blow your smooth brain out. <laughs> Alex? Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. Uh, the The music, the sounds... Like being fully immersed in a show again that is Doctor Who was awesome. It, oh God, David Tennant still got it. Donna still got it. It's great. Catherine Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Terry. I really enjoyed it. I kind of have to agree with uh, Jill in that it's parts of it just I was not satisfied with. Um, 
But overall, it was great. I'm so happy to be back with New Who stuff. And yeah, they're all just bangers right off the bat. Let it be noted that Terry can never be satisfied. (laughs) His doctors are trying to come up with a cure. He is known as the unsatisfiable. (laughs) Yeah. You ready to get started? Because I'm ready to get started. Just waiting for anyone to ask me what I thought. Jake. (laughs) Jake, we already know. I have a few more thoughts before we move on to you here real quick. I think we should end with Jake. Sometimes he's like a bummer and then like, oh yeah, I have a lot of great things to say. But Jake is a dick, so we can't. Jake, what'd you think? Liked it a lot. Uh, I knew going into it that out of the three specials we're going to get, this one described by Russell T. Davies as just like a bog (laughs) as a bog standard just episode of Doctor Who. So I knew it wasn't going to be like crazy. And it was. It was a just normal RTD style. It felt like it was 2009 all over again. And that's not a bad thing. I had a good time. Gets a little bogged down in the middle, but uh, that's okay. It's a special, so they need to be special length, but I don't think the story warranted a special length. I think you could take eight minutes off, and this would have been fine. So, like, the actual... Bringing Donna back and explaining away the Time Lord brain doesn't take a special length amount of time? Turns out, no. (laughs) Took barely any time at all. Oh, God. (laughs) Took a very small amount of time. I I did how they approached that, though, with, like, the monologue of, like, their backstory and how they got to where they are now. Like, that was really clear and concise, I thought. It made me so sad that all those episodes are on HBO Max and not on Disney. Because, so, like, for people in the UK... They could just, oh, these, because they show pictures of all these episodes. And then we find out that Rose has been making her toys based on these stories that she remembers. And if you're in the UK, you could just go on to iPlayer, just find those stories and watch them. But on Disney Plus, there should have been just something like, hey, just click here and go to HBO Max. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> we're cool with it. It's fine. <laughs> we It's our bad for not forking over the money to get it from them. Uh, it's not called HBO Max anymore. Just Max. My apologies, Max. You would know that if everybody wasn't just stealing your Max from you and not paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Cody, you had some things you wanted to get off your chest. Well, let's talk about the things that are just not so great right off the bat, because there's a whole lot that is pretty great that we talk about later. So let's get that sour shit out of the way, huh? How about the bottom of that ship with a whole bunch of switches and dials that was probably the <laughs> okay, most boring yeah. bullshit I've ever seen in my yeah. life? Like, what? The doctor, so when the doctor and... When the doctor and daughter and Dr. Donna are doing their thing, and the scene is acted out amazingly. Like, it is 100% saved and rectified by David Tennant and Catherine Tate. They acted their brains out on there. But the sheer number of switches and bullshit statements that they made just it was kind of cringeworthy like hit all the switches on the zimmy zimmy bob (laughs) and the make sure you pull the plumbus over here so this story is full of references to donna's season and that was a direct reference to the end of her last episode when she has her memory wiped like the the three minutes before that are just them talking exactly like that. Well, they flip a bunch of switches that do absolutely nothing, <laughs> and it's all gobbledygook. So it's it's really just a fun reference. I think the room itself is really cool. I think it 
David Tennant just like like dropping down on the floor and then getting up on the ceiling and just climbing all over everything was great. Uh, but I mean, what else do you want? It's it looked like the Wonka Vader, like it's <laughs> what it should look like. It's Doctor Who. Uh, ah, yeah. yes, a real thing that exists, the Wonka Vader. I thought that was a kind of a callback to Doctor and Wilf being in the chamber from before, because it yeah. was like I immediately thought of that. And I was like, oh shit, this family just sucks. The yeah. partitioner <laughs> between them too. Yeah, mm-hmm. big Wilf yeah. vibes for sure. Anyway, that was it. Everything else is amazing. Thank you for uh, <laughs> Although, coming to my TED Talk. If there's like a Doctor Who museum, they should put that in there and our children will spend four days in there. Oh my God, this switches yeah. some buttons. <laughs> I thought Disney Plus had their big, fat, grubby, mouse-shaped hands in the writing of this one because <laughs> like they have a model, right? You have a super cute sidekick that you need to awkwardly and hilariously protect. Like the adipose. Yeah, your hero arc. And they, when they flip that upside down on its head, I have never been so invested <laughs> in a Doctor Who episode in my life when the meep turned out to be the creep, you know? Yeah. Meep so I don't creep. think I don't think Disney came on board until after the writing. But also, this is based on a pre-existing Doctor Who property, a comic strip from Doctor Who magazine in the 70s. That uh, and and beep the meep was is very popular still. Like as soon as people saw this trailer, all the whole internet was just like beep the meep, beep the meep, going absolutely insane. I had no idea what the hell it was, but so it was a surprise to me. But apparently, in the comic strip, that's exactly how it plays out. That it turns out the meep was the the big bad all along. All hail doesn't, the highest, bro. All hail the meep. Doesn't Disney do that though? Like Frozen, like Prince Charming ended up being like the super creep guy. Is that not? Am sure. I, is that wrong? No, that's I right. I mean, that's just storytelling. All right, <laughs> it's it's easy. It's simple way to you know turn something outside and get people to go, oh shit. It was really cool though, and I, I liked, I loved the meep with the animatronics with CG. Ah, oh, it was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, there's a lot of cool extra stuff that they've been putting on YouTube, and if you're in the UK, it's all on iPlayer of like showing how all this got made. And the the original creators of the comic strip coming to production and seeing the meep and just being like, holy shit, (laughs) (laughs) a comic that I drew 40 years ago. But yeah, it was was an actor in a suit and like a puppet, like puppeteered and animatronic uh, face and eyes and then CG overlay uh, for some of the stuff. And yeah, the meep was I've heard nobody complain about the meep. (laughs) Everyone has something to complain about, but not that. (laughs) That expression change. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Well, I was I was gonna say I really liked the uh, like the hunters, or I I missed the names of them, but like those bug looking dudes, the Roth warriors. Yes, those dudes were like just the way they looked as well. Like they were people on stilts, right? Like that's yep. They showed the guys working out the stunt guys uh, walking around, and one guy was like, "I've never been on these before," and he's just like running around. These are easy. (laughs) It was very cool. It was very very murdered. And cold blood. I love it when, like, a scary-looking monster thing just has, like, a posh British British accent. (laughs) (laughs) It it always gets me. We're such Americans. Uh, The one one thing I didn't like, my only real complaint about the story, is that that battle in the neighborhood street where they're, like, going from one house to the other is just so long. Like, especially the second time watching, I started clicking on other windows and just kind of lost interest. Are all their houses connected 
there. Yeah. As long as we're here, that just that cheeky little uh, eye roller that they put in, I appreciated the when the doctor says this uh, is a sonic screwdriver. And it <laughs> yes. vibes really well with concrete. And then <laughs> it resonates concrete. It resonates concrete. <laughs> and then just the guy pushes up his glasses and says, actually, <laughs> that's mortar. And then the doctor resonates with it anyway. Can anyone tell me what resonating concrete, what story that's from? Uh, fear her. No. Oh. Um, the empty child. And the doctor dances. I think it's in the second one. Doctor dances. Oh. The Rose and the doctor are stuck in a room while the empty child's chasing them, and he's trying to resonate concrete so that the bars on the windows come off. Oh. And Rose keeps knocking, and he goes, "Rose, I'm trying to resonate concrete." <laughs> <laughs> and in that story, the Sonic is very bad at it. He can't do it. We get some new Sonic abilities in this okay. one. Okay. Yes. Oh boy. The bulletproof wall. <laughs> that was incredible. Was it? I mean, it was yeah. cool, but... Because it uses sound, you know, Sonic. <laughs> the Doctor is officially unstoppable. Yeah. And then, like, that little, uh, like, the scanner UI that, like, just comes up like fucking Iron Man. It has its own UI and, like, interface. It's so good. Yeah, that was incredible. I, I loved it. It's like he's so, uh... Steve from Blue's Clues, just trying your own things and... Using them IRL. <laughs> so people would always complain that like him and Matt Smith, they would like scan something and then just look at the screwdriver and just like know what it meant. <laughs> like there's there's yeah. no like display or anything. Um but you know, you could say it's like they said many times, it's psychic. Like you just point and think and it does stuff. So you could turn that the other way, scan stuff and it'll just put it in your head. But I like when Jody was making her Sonic and she said like, oh, it's a scanner and it does a bunch of other stuff. Or like, she's, it's not a screwdriver, a scanner and a bunch of other stuff. It's like, great. Now we just don't have to worry about it. Sonic <laughs> can do whatever because they said it out loud. And then this guy's like, hold my beer. <laughs> it's going to do so much more. I'm excited to see what our new Sonic Overlord can do. <laughs> <laughs> They're just getting us ready for the, the shooty series where his screwdriver is absolutely bonkers and is actually a machine gun scanner oh, yeah, like it scans really fast i didn't pay attention does tenant have tenant screwdriver oh no. nope it is new okay. yeah speaking of new it's, yeah speaking of I new think it's, i think it's shooties like they I, that, I just put out an episode today i edited it today and put it out and in it, I asked Harry to grab a picture of Shooty's Sonic and put it in our Discord. And then after I end the episode, he goes, so you asked me to get that picture. You don't want me to do anything with it? And I'm like, it's over, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terry, if you could find that picture of Shooty's screwdriver put in Discord, that'd be cool. Oh, my God. Cody, you're about to talk about the new TARDIS. I am so happy at the clean... New open spaced non close up camera TARDIS. It's beautiful, yeah. and it yeah. has a coffee machine, and <laughs> and no giant like finger pillars in the way moving. <laughs> oh, I bring you didn't back realize. the finger pillar! No, like maybe one off in the corner. 
there's so much potential for it. Like it's just so clean and modern. Yeah, like they yeah. can just go in so many directions. And Love you it. can fit a fucking crane camera in there and put it wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> you can shoot. So you know who probably loved it the most? Rachel Talley, who directed this episode. <laughs> we we used to always, or I used to always praise her for like finding new ways to shoot inside the TARDIS because it's, you know, not all that big. And the most, or not Jody's, but the one before that was, was even smaller than before. But she would always find ways. Now it's like, oh, here you go, Rachel. You have all the space in the world. Do anything you want. And she did. Uh, Tenant running around and doing like his whole lap. That was her idea. And she's like, I just want to be able to like, do whatever you want. And I'm, I'm going to follow. I thought that was just a tenant thing. He was like a golden retriever, let loose. Just so excited. <laughs> he did say he didn't, he didn't have to act at all. Like, he was just so, he was excited. <laughs> but he did choose like the route and then tell you know, Rachel where he's going to go so she could get the camera ready. And then on the, like after two, tri- after two takes, he's like, this was a terrible idea. Because <laughs> it's so far. <laughs> I'm 50 fucking years old, guys. Come on. <laughs> so is uh, is is this Shooty's TARDIS as well, or is it going to change slightly? I don't know. It's gonna. This is going to be Shooty's TARDIS. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was thinking, since it's so clean, like they could change a little bit. Like just, I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm sure they'll add bits and bobs here as they yeah. go. Yeah. But every every one of those lights around the walls is individually controlled. Yeah. So they could do anything. Like they can make. I mean, they changed the color uh, multiple times, and then just having like different lights be different. Co- it, there's so much they can do. Doomsday Tardis Klaxon in there is going to be incredible. What I'm did excited. you just say to me? They already did it. It was caused by a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You're right, dude. The fucking fire and sparks flying out of that thing, like special effects, is that off was the chain. Massive fire. <laughs> yeah. I saw a video of how they did that, and they're literally just like running gas tubes through the console and just lighting gas on fire. <laughs> it looked like it. If this is like a like a warning shot of how good and awesome everything is going to be for the next forever, I'm so ready. Boys, he uploaded it as a .avif file. Oh. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know how to open that. I'll, I'll do it again. Is this a, is this a virus? Fuck. Just let me do it again. <laughs> This this is what fishing is. Oh Alex, God. we need to go ahead. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. All right, let's go through not not really like individual scenes, but kind of like quadrants of the story. Um, like we already mentioned, like that opening. Scene. How about the new uh, opening credits and theme? Incredible! Beautiful. Did you guys yeah. hear my slight change in the I beginning did. of this podcast? I did hear it, Alex. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Murray Gold, right? Murray Gold back. Murray Gold back. Why is Terry sending that me dildo pictures? That is what it looks like. That <laughs> looks what, kind what of similar of, uh... to uh, Smilevans, doesn't it? But he, I think he had two things like going around the top that were like more wa- farther out. I don't know. Um, I like when there's a lot of musical reference. Like I'm not a big like un- like recognizing music guy. Like I was watching some people on YouTube watch that, and they're like. Oh, that's and they're naming individual Murray Gold songs, <laughs> and like, oh, but it, I like it. I like them doing it this way. Like, I don't really get that or pick up on it. But they do play David Tennant's original Tenth Doctor theme when the TARDIS first lands for about three seconds. Uh, somewhere when him and Donna are in that room where they're flipping all the switches, they play Matt Smith's theme song, 
Oh. Uh, Murray Gold doing doing all the <laughs> big hits, all, all the best, the big hits. Yeah, so that was cool. Try just kind of trying to pay attention to that stuff, and you, you hear a lot of uh, recognizable things. Imagine having your own theme song. Right. I do. Oh no! We all have our own theme song. Alex sings it at the beginning of all of our podcasts. When I get really old and my legs don't work anymore, if my wheelchair does not have rocket launchers in it, I don't want it. Straight up. That was about the time I stopped putting um, emojis in the chat, but I was I wanted to put a rocket in a wheelchair in there, and I was like, uh, that might give too much away. All right, so no wheelchair for Cody. He's just going to have to be bedridden. I'll be responsible. <laughs> With my rocket launcher chair. There'll be Nerf rocket launchers. Ooh. Pew pew. Get all the little kids. All right. Here's another thing from the beginning that I like. We are two minutes and 46 seconds in when the doctor meets Donna. We waste no time. We're just like, lands in London. First person he sees is Donna. Let's fucking go. That was why. Why beat around the bush? Takes the box down. Puts the box back up. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, that was really good. And then, yeah, the um, just kind of like the unveiling of what Donna's been up to since they met. Like her daughter shows up, and then like her son or not son, her husband's there, and he's just immediately like fully entrenched in his family. <laughs> just can't help himself. I like the uh, like I I watched someone else on YouTube watch this who didn't know anything, didn't know that the Donna's daughter was Rose. So when she's yelling Rose, they're like, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And, like and you the get doctor that in the doctor's. Was. Yeah. It's like, I sent that clingy bitch to a different universe. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no. They were in love. A bunch of Rose haters. <laughs> That's good. Oh, shit. Um, you can wear a suit that tight until the age of 35 and no further. <laughs> The doctor's hair is so high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel like when he was doing the monologue in the beginning, his hair was taller than his body. Yeah. Like, just like, like if you compared it. But then when it start, like when he came out of the TARDIS and was walking around the city, I didn't feel like it was as big. So that must have been like an like an aftershot or something. It, it felt disjointed hair wise for me. <laughs> aftershot. Also, that haircut probably not past thirty-five. Or Y'all are hating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do your thing, DT. <laughs> oh, he's not doing it. Those that hair is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Donna immediately goes into Donna mode of the oi skinny man, <laughs> which made me giggle because that's always been Donna. And the fucking spaceship is crashing, and she misses it. The, the entire time. Yeah, it's great. I was cracking so hard. Like, imagine living that life where everything happens around you and you just never see anything ever. Yeah, what's that like, Terry? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I do love, though, when uh, the doctor does go into Donna's house at the end and <laughs> the mom is just like, you don't see this. Nothing's real. You don't see anything. <laughs> just 
the whole time just Man, denying everything in front of her. Sylvia. Dude, she <laughs> thinks her daughter's going to drop dead any minute. Like, she is terrified. And the doctor could not give less of a shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, he is just... Just hands her the Sonic at one point. I think that comes from the fact that, like, they ran into each other and it didn't happen immediately. So he's like, eh, it's fine. As the doctor do. Pull Sylvia aside and give her just some reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just, like, we gave we gave Sylvia a lot of shit during season four. And, well, I defended her. You guys gave her a lot of shit. Sounds right. Think about, so. think about what this poor woman has gone through. She has a kid. That kid is a fucking loser. <laughs> She's still living at home at 40. No job. Shift on. No prospects. All she talks about is finding a man. She doesn't talk about like trying to improve her life at all. She's got this hippie fucking dad who also lives in her house. Her husband died, leaving her to take care of everything by herself, while these two idiots just laugh at her and call her a, a bitch. <laughs> and she's just, like, trying <laughs> trying to take care of everybody. Then this, like, insane thing happens, and then she has to be responsible for keeping her daughter alive because she had this <laughs> has to tell her she had a mental breakdown. And then her daughter wins the lottery, solves all their problems, gives all the money away. <laughs> And then, but does buy a house that she can't fucking afford, and then loses her job, and when she goes over to Donna's house to cook her dinner, because she's broke, and she's just trying to help out, she gets shit on for it. <laughs> and then tries to ask a simple question, like, hey, you know, I'm doing my best with my trans granddaughter, and I just want to make sure I'm doing the right things, and Donna's just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, just doesn't help at all. Okay, but how Donna is it that Donna just... And, okay, and her husband, like, this is just classic Donna, that she wins the lottery and gives all her money away and can't even afford her life. And her husband, <laughs> yeah. have her husband to be so chill about it. Like, yeah, it's just Donna being Donna. How it goes. It's fine. Yes, and immediately when she gets her memories back and becomes the good person that she had turned into at the end of season four. She regrets doing it. All that it. growth. The first thing is, I gave away all my money because you're a fucking prick. <laughs> like, you, you didn't realize that that little bit of you was still embedded inside me and you should have known. <laughs> Speaking of... What exactly is the metacrisis for those of us whose brain can't retain that much information over the course of 10 years? Uh, so the doctor, tense doctor, regenerated back into himself because he had that weird little hand in a jar thing. Remember that? I remember that, yeah. Then in the finale of season series four, um, Donna gets... What exactly does happen? <laughs> Donna touches that hand in a jar, and it turns into another David Tennant. And it kind of, they call that the metacrisis. But then they realize it's a two-way metacrisis, because not only did it just create a new doctor that has a bunch of Donna's, like, mannerisms, because she's the one that touched the hand that had all this regeneration energy in it, she also got a bunch of the doctory stuff so she got a time lord's brain in a human body and it was going to fry her and kill her so the doctor had to erase her memory but she still has the two-way as they keep saying in this one binary metacrisis in her but because she has a child she passes along enough of it to make it tolerable for her to survive at least for the day because they do what apparently they could have done all along and just give it up 
Yeah, that's that. That was kind of wild. <laughs> that was a bit of a ex machina, a writer just shutting the door. Well, obviously. But are they still smart, or did they also give up their smarts? They they gave it up. Yeah, everything. The important thing is that she has her memories. Yeah, yeah. So she still remembers everything. Okay. Yeah, and so she's excited to go on the TARDIS, and when they're for that brief moment, they're on the TARDIS before. Donna ruins it. <laughs> they get to like be like they were, and she's like super excited to go on an adventure. Uh, you know, it feels like the two of them felt near the end of that season. The most important part of the story to me is that they didn't write Wilf off as dead. That was funny scene. But they pretended to. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't. But he is coming. Like he's in episode three. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fake Wilf. Or did he record no, they, it, it was he died? the last thing they filmed it like a couple months before he died. Aww. I don't know how much, but I saw them shooting a scene where they're pushing him down the street in a wheelchair, and they released a video of them doing the first read through, and he was there. So that's exciting. We'll see him. But it's it's great that the doctor, when everything's done, is just like, "Hey, want to go for a trip?" And you're all like, "Oh man, he's gonna suck her in," but he's like, "We could go see Wilf. Like that's all he wants to do." <laughs> Who doesn't? Wilf's the best. That's cool that uh, Unit is kind of taking care of him. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a little more into that when we see Kate in episode three. So we've never seen this uh, commander lady, right? Like she was a brand new character? Uh, Scientific advisor. Number 56. But we've never met her before? No, and I can't remember the actor's name, but she was in years and years... Yeah, she's a she's a RTD staple. He he uses her in a lot of his stuff. She was really good. Yeah, I really like that scene where she first like just comes and talks to him while he's like hiding away in the corner. Yeah, because I say it all the time, but I like scenes where the doctor is just kind of like slowed down and just chill for a minute. And we never see David Tennant like that because his whole thing is just running around, gnashing his teeth and, you know, pulling faces. But here he's just like really calm for a minute and talking to her. And I really I really like the interaction between the two of them there. What, OK, so what was the like the stardust stuff that took over people's body? Was that like particles from their sun that makes people crazy? The psychedelic sun. Yeah. So the, yep. so the sun wasn't in there. It was just like part of it. Yeah, you'd imagine the meat having been driven crazy by it harnessed some of it or scooped some and brought it with to hypnotize an army or whatever. Wow. And that fucking uh what was it? Dagger drive or double double edge dagger drive or whatever the fuck that thing was. <laughs> that was yeah. insane. <laughs> like just that whole thing. Like Meep is mean. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was so cool though. A lot of CG, a lot of effects. I like it. I don't know about the ground repairing itself after it split <laughs> I open. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> it, was, it was reverse polarity. It happens all the time, guys. Oh, <laughs> right. The gra- the road magnetized back together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. One, one would <laughs> think back in the day, well, you save money by just having the same shot be in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> like, all they had to do was turn off the red color 
<laughs> in the like below the street, just be like, oh, everything's safe. It's just a hole in the ground. True. Speaking of that, once the uh, the dudes got the whirly eyes from the Maleficent Sun or whatever, mm-hmm. and they put the glasses down, I was like, yeah, that that'll save you a couple tens of thousands of dollars i'm sure (laughs) brilliant and then as they proceeded forward every time those guys showed up they put the glasses up and i was like ah you're just throwing away your budget cuts here come on now but just but just one guy and a static shot like he goes up to the camera holds still and lifts it up and then puts it back down like it's not like they're moving and there's six of them true that's true that's that's where it gets pricey yeah otherwise it's just after effects yeah we we could all do that uh, we haven't talked about Rose at all. What do y'all think about Rose? Not given a whole lot in this one, but I believe she'll be a bigger part of later stories. The chemistry between Rose and Donna Disgusting. is negative. <laughs> Their hugs were awkward, and I hated it. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought the same thing. Oh, when, I didn't notice I thought, that. Yeah, their hugs are a little weird. But I mean, she's supposed to be an angsty teen. She's supposed to be her, her daughter. Like, come on. Donna, okay. I thought whoever Rose was, like, I liked her, except for that part. And I don't know what it was. If she... it That whole part was awkward for her. It seemed normal from Donna's side of things, but from her side, it, like, she didn't know what to do to physically touch someone. Terry, can you get us her name? It's Jasmine something. Jasmine Finney. Oh, yep. The rest of her acting, I I didn't mind. I couldn't buy her being in high school. She looked no. 25. Yeah. Like, that That was kind of the part that was throwing me off, but other than that... Terry, how old has been Finney? Oh, God. I guess I didn't realize that she was supposed to be in high school. I think she's supposed to be 15. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no shot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't find a age... My problem with Rose was that she had absolutely no fear when it came to Jasmine Finney, not Jasmine, you fucking prick. Sorry. You were the one who said it first. (laughs) Boom, Um, boom. She is. She's 20. Yeah. Just immediately sees this thing, like doesn't recognize it, but it's just like, hi, how can I help you? Oh, my God, your hand. Let me do. It's just like this thing could kill you. You don't know what it is. But yeah, just immediate no fear. She's part <laughs> Wilf, thank you. Wilf would not have. Wilf would have done the same thing, Terry. Mm. And just like Donna, she has the memories of the Metacrisis in her, so she's not shocked. Or yeah, at least like it's yeah, it's deep down in there. Like how Donna, you know, just grabs the Sonic right away, or like calls the Doctor the Doctor, even though he hasn't introduced himself as that. Like it's it's buried in there. I thought that was a cool twist. To, like, say that Donna passed that on. Yeah. I did like all of the toys that Rose made. Like, that Ood. I want that Ood so much. <laughs> well, the others were, like, kind of just, like, subtle. You could see it if you wanted to. And the Ood was just an Ood. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just looked exactly <laughs> like an Ood. Well, the Jotho Rogue uh, Rhino dudes were... That one looked pretty good, too. The Jadoon? Yeah. Um. Okay, so, kind of the last thing to really talk about... You know, you guys brought up, Cody, you brought up that there's like, it's really a deus ex machina of how to get rid of the meta crisis and it's kind of lame or whatever. But, you know, RTD, 
he had this idea of bringing the gang back together. Obviously, he has to deal with that in some way. And then he had this idea of having a trans character, so he wants to have that be a part of it and meshed all together. And I think he set himself up a really hard task, and I think it worked about as good as he could do. I mean, I'm not really gonna... can't really fight against it. Who else were they gonna bring back, you know? Well, and th- apparently this all started from just, like, RTD and David Tennant and Catherine Tate just talking and being like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to do something? And then he just kind of called up the BBC and was like, hey, if you're looking for something for the 60th, we kind of want to do something. Like, they they didn't reach out. And then that turned into him taking over the show again. (laughs) I really liked it. I thought they did the whole thing really well. Yeah, me too. I, I liked it. There's a there's a lot of people out there saying it's kind of like really on the nose and they kind of beat you over the head with the the trans stuff. And obviously there's going to be a lot of shitty people on the internet uh, saying things like go woke, go broke. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and like, there's gonna it'll be, be fun to laugh so at them. So dumb. Uh, like, pushback, like how Jody got for being a female doctor. Like, they're there's going to be people out there oh, who yeah. hate it. Remember all that? And then RTD's like, oh, hold my beer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you fucking woke. I was kind of sad that Rose didn't get to go on the TARDIS. Like, I was expecting right. her to be a part of the group right off the bat and just like, let's go. But yeah, like the whole thing. I think, I think she definitely will before the end. Yeah. One thing I didn't like about this episode, too, was that it felt very much like Jody's first story of how you have Tim Shaw who is like this big guy who's like gonna be like this big villain thing same with the Meep like this awesome villain and then is just just like defeated in the first episode and like the only thing that you have trailing on to the next special is this vague reference of the boss from the Meep and then that Donna and the Doctor are in the TARDIS like that's the only thing moving forward into the next episode and i was like oh like there's you're starting over completely new like there's nothing i mean more they're urgent. only doing three episodes like what else are you gonna do or are we starting new who do we think the boss is uh the toy maker who is the big bad of this oh <laughs> the third episode <laughs> i mean it, i was it could be i was thinking it could be the master that'd be cool it does not Unless it's all one big swerve. They've just been saying Neil Patrick Harris is the Celestial Toymaker. When Rose said something about being me, I'm like, is Rose the master? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm hoping for. They have said, so I I, refer, I brought up at the beginning that RTD said this one was just like a bog standard Doctor Who episode. Uh, he also said the next one is the scary one. So sorry in advance, Sam. And uh, the third one is just batshit crazy. And so that's the one where I expect like some weird cameos because I think it's going to kind of be all over the place. So that'll be fun. We'll see. Sick. You want to do some tweets? Tweet me. One or two. How about three? Because that's how many we have. Hell yeah. (laughs) We love every single one of them equally. Uh, Sonia at... Uh, Zebrazu or Zebrazu or Zebrazu, probably Zebrazu, right? That sounds right. I don't know. 
it beat my expectations. I enjoyed the references here and there, and it felt good to see the Doctor and Donnie reunited. I thought Meep was great. Don as a mom is fantastic, and overall was a solid Doctor Who story. There were some things here and there that were awkward, but overall, I enjoyed it. Good assessment. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I think that's basically how I felt. Ode underscore Ollie at Ode underscore Ollie says, I absolutely loved it. I think it was exactly what I wanted from seeing those characters again. They feel like they never left. The new characters are brilliant too, and I think the Meep completely captured people's attention and was a great merging of practical and CGI effects. Meep, meep. They did an amazing... <laughs> they did an amazing job of adapting the story while making it fresh, and it will have upset exactly the sort of people it should have done, especially the resolution of the meta crisis. I can't wait for more, especially with the little we know of next week's episode. Oh no, am I the people? <laughs> I don't know, did you have a problem with this because of your transphobia? <laughs> oh. Oh no, I was talking about the whole meta crisis being solved thing. Oh no, no, no. You're, you're okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Easy. Uh, uh, whew. Uh, BT Flippity Gigget at your cool 91 says, we're back, baby. Okay. It wasn't a perfect example by a long shot, a perfect episode by a long shot. That climax in particular was very RTD in its jankiness. Some of the trans stuff was very awkwardly implemented, but at the same time, RTD has such a distinct style when it comes to Doctor Who. He embraces the inherent camp of it. He gets the little intricacies of people so well. He lets the tone shift so naturally from campy to sincere that it works. I'm personally hoping that the rest of RTD2 will tone down the references to RTD1 a little, or a lot. But I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I, I think the references are going to keep coming during these specials. Because A, that's kind of the point of a special. B, the specials have David Tennant and Catherine Tate, so they aren't going to be able to help themselves. <laughs> I did have to step out to like get a barking dog, so maybe you guys talked about this, but how long did it take for you all to realize um like the trans like subplot? Because I did not catch it right away and it took me until uh Donna's mom was cooking food in their house, which is like half the episode. <laughs> how long I, ago I knew I knew like two years ago. Oh. I did not. I oh. had no idea. The start of this podcast. The casting call was for a black trans team. <laughs> okay, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna meta it, Jake, that's not very what fun. Else, what else am I gonna do? I run a fucking Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. It's my job. I mean, yeah. When did everyone know that the Meep Meep was evil? Uh, when the plasma guns were not leaving traces on the car when they were yeah. right, driving away in the street. When the doctor yeah. went all judgy, like when he pulled when he pulled him into court. All those shots were right at the doctor's face. <laughs> so he got really lucky. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, all we have to do is get in this car and we'll be safe. <laughs> Meanwhile, every shot, if it was a real gun, would have killed all Dude, of them. <laughs> I was actually kind of pissed at that scene because they're driving away in the car and nothing's happening to him. I was like, what the fuck? You just can't <laughs> do that. And then it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's the point. <laughs> all right, I got one more tweet here. Try to get some... A slightly different tone oh, no. <laughs> from the love fest. Uh, B bird ma that B underscore bird underscore ma says awkward pacing, clunky and often lazy script, genuinely amateur editing and poor performances from everybody. <laughs> the aspect ratio felt poorly considered for how it was shot and the color correction felt unpleasant. The music was constantly overbearing and striking the wrong tone. I didn't like the sonic screwdriver or the new completely empty TARDIS, but I'm going to see if they grew on me like Jody's did. 
Every aspect of production felt like a first draft. Despite all this, I'm still optimistic for the future and excited for next episode. So not the worst. Hold on. Who is this? What was, what was her name? Yeah, who? B-Bird Moth. Uh, B-Bird Moth. They're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. This <laughs> Saying all of that is just, just wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, Murray Gold. Murray Gold's music, take it or leave it. Some people love him. Jill loves him. Uh, a lot of people don't think that his music's like too on the nose. But I don't, one of the positive things I heard about RTD while, you know, completely enveloping all things Doctor Who this week is that he he gets the tone of Doctor Who. Like, Doctor Who's not supposed to be prestige TV. Like, Chris Chibnall might have been trying to make it prestige TV. And Chris Chibnall's sh- episodes were gorgeous. Like, they, they looked incredible. These big helicopter shots and all this. But RTD gets the campiness of Doctor Who and knows that it isn't supposed to be prestige TV. It's supposed to be a fun, daft show with characters that you love. I'm here for it. Fuck yes. <laughs> so that last tweet, I think they said something to the effect of like, no one can act or something about bad acting all around. Bad acting. That that just made me think of when Donna was talking to the doctor about <laughs> Rose. <laughs> she was like, and she's in the plays, but she can't act. I don't know how to tell her she can't act. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard. I don't know how to tell her. <laughs> Speaking of, Terry, sit down. We have something we need to tell you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you guys want to play a game? I made a game. I like games. You want to oh, play shit. a game? Oh, Beer. can I... Oh, no. What, Terry? Terry segment. I was just going through the cast of Who Played What, and I didn't realize Meep was voiced by Miriam. Uh, Miriam. Yeah. yeah, that's Professor awesome. Professor Sprout, for you who wouldn't know the name Miriam Margulies, Cody and Sam. Jill and Alex, you wouldn't know Professor Sprout or Miriam Margulies, so. Yes, I do. <laughs> Professor Sprout! Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter... She kind of looks like me, too. I read all the Harry Potters. I mean, I listened to them on audiobook. <laughs> okay, But we... did you watch the movie and know who plays Professor Sprout? No, but I know who <laughs> Professor Sprout is. She's in about a total is. of 48 seconds over the eight movies. I heard Alex starting to say this, but we didn't finish this thought. The Meep's transition from cute Meep to evil Meep? Amazing. So, so good. good. Donna's so mom mm-hmm. poking Meep in the eye is oh, maybe no. That was no, Donna. Donna. That was Donna. Donna. Yeah, Donna. That Donna as a that mom. was hilarious. I loved yeah. it. Oh. Maybe my favorite scene. The eye emojis in the Discord was for the that Okay, we got a game. It's because it's David Tennant and Catherine Tate back for these specials for each of the three Wait, specials. Wait, one more thing. <laughs> Psychic paper. Oh yeah, that didn't work. It says work. mistress. It, it shows. Oh, that's why my note. Okay, I was very confused by my note that I took because I I wrote uh, my note says lol grand mistress and I was like hmm I can't remember why Sorry. I wrote that. I'm just looking through my Discord emojis and remembering all the good things. Both. So I, I watched this episode twice, and both times when Tenant then delivers the line, oh ketchup. Like, I thought that would, Matt Smith would have crushed that line, and David Tennant just kind of didn't. When was that? It was right, right then, when um, oh, Donna's husband the... says, it says, it says, headmistress, and he, like, 
he starts like shaking and goes, catch up. Previous doctor. Yeah. All right, dickheads. Okay, I'm ready now, Jake. That was all my emojis. <laughs> because it is David Tennant and Catherine Tate back, I have come up with a quiz of questions from their time on the show previously. I will put you into your tried and true teams of married couples and Terry all by himself. Company. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try not to take too much time. I think I've written like nine so far. I think we'll do five on each episode. So we'll do five here. Uh, the points will range. Some of them have multiple answers. Some of them just have one. And we'll see at the end of the three specials who the winners are. And notice I said plural because there's no chance it's Terry. <laughs> He's the producer. He should know all the things. Yeah, I get the internet. <laughs> Question number one, feel free to mute yourselves and debate among yourselves, but let's try to keep it under 30 seconds. David Tennant has been in the single episode that has the highest ratings of all time. What is that episode? And again, don't have to be exact. If you can describe it well enough, we will accept it. Can you repeat the question? David Tennant has been in the single highest rated episode. That means people that watched it. Highest number of viewed episode. What is that episode? Is it whoever goes first? Are we taking turns? How's this go? Do we just blurt out what we think it is? Yeah. What is this? Uh, no, everyone's going to answer. So don't blurt it out. Okay. Write it down or, you know, have it in your head. That will be your answer. And I will call on you. Okay. You just let me know when you're ready. We don't have whiteboards. So how do you know? There's lots of things you can write on. But you can't see it. What if we do a type message to Jake? Uh, how about you just don't cheat? <laughs> I can't trust Alex. What? You know what my answer is. <laughs> I'm not going to call you out if you change it, though. Okay, Terry, Terry what's your answer? <sighs> a good man goes to war? Not even no. close. Great. Okay. No Cody and Sam? Uh, his regeneration episode. The end of Wilf. Nope. Nope. No, you're wrong. Jill and Alex. Is it Blink? No. Oh. <laughs> People don't know an episode's good before it comes out. Like, <laughs> there has to be a reason for them to have watched, wanted to watch it. I thought you said read the number question one again? episode. Yeah, read the question again. What do you think I said, Sam? Which one was the highest rated episode? Which actually yeah, would probably be Blink. Then I specifically said, has the most people that watched it. Highest ratings. Most People watched this episode on transmission than any other one. Transmission. Okay. For David Tennant. For those of us that don't know what ratings mean, <laughs> I, th I thought you just Walk into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that episode. So okay. We broke him. I'll give everyone another chance. You have 10 seconds. Jake. <laughs> I under no, I get it, Alex. No. I should That's why after I read it, I tried amending it because I realized it was going to be confusing. Okay, so the most watched live Doctor Who Tenant episode. It is the most watched live of all time. It happens to have David Tennant in it. What is that episode? All right, does everyone have a guess? The dead silence would make me think. Uh, we we have one. It's did still you, bad. Uh, did you pick I've it? Got one. Is that yeah. what we, I don't know what I don't know what we're picking. So I guess I I know. <laughs> you want me to just shout it out? Because I will. It's wrong. Do it. All right, the one where David Tennant's sleeping the whole time and it's a Christmas special. No. Wasn't that Capaldi? No. No. Terrence? Oh. Those both happened. Okay. <laughs> Terry, what's your answer? 
bad wolf? He's not in that, but no. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> I was thinking it was like the the finale of the two-parter with him and the the master where he like turned into like an old baby. Oh, the Dobby no. episode. Yeah, because there was a two-parter so like it ramped up. So I'm thinking like there was a whole hype thing and then it's everyone good, watched it. It's a good it. guess. Cody and Sam's guess was better cuz they picked they guessed a Christmas special. Ah, the answer is a Christmas I special. Said, I, that's how we started oh, on the sorry. It's one with the biggest guest star they ever had, Kylie Minogue in oh, Voyage Titanic. of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never would have gotten that. When we went for our second guess, I said, I bet it's a Christmas episode. Okay. Next one. This one's simple. Uh it's closest twins. If there's a tie, uh you both get points. How many episodes of Doctor Who has David Tennant been in, not counting the one we just watched? Oh, come on. I mean, we can count it. I'll just add one. <laughs> We're ready, Jake. I said earlier these are David Tennant and uh, Donna questions. They're just David Tennant <laughs> questions. <laughs> All right. Everyone ready? Yes. Yes. Cody and Sam, what do you got? 41. Terry, what do you got? 46. Jill and Alex, what do you got? We just went 40. Wow. Terry wins. It's 49. (gasps) He had 47 episodes himself. He was in Christopher Eccleston's final story in the regeneration scene, and he was in the 50th for a total of 49. Mm. 13 per season. He did three seasons, and they did the specials. I'm pretty impressed with all of us on that one. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. I, I was like... Three seasons plus the special season. That's exactly and what Jill's I Jill's like, I think there's 12 episodes a season, so we just did it that way. Oh, the special season. I forgot the there's special 13 season. 13 episodes a season. Yeah. And five of those specials, and then some Christmas specials, the 50th anniversary special, the Eccleston last story. All right. Question three. Martha was in series three. That series had 13 episodes. How many total episodes was Martha in? Which Who's one? Martha? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I Martha is the her. companion in series three. No, we can forget that, about her. That series, series three, has 13 episodes. How many total episodes is Martha in? You have five seconds. All right, I'm ready. All right, Jill and Alex, your turn to go first. Uh, 19. <laughs> Excuse <Derek>. me? <laughs> what? Just, just keep going. Okay. Terry? Six. In this question, I said Martha was in series three. That series had 13 episodes. How many total episodes was Martha in? Yeah. Yeah, so 13 okay. plus whatever else, right? Cody and Sam. 11. 11. You guys both went with fewer episodes than are in that series when she's clearly in every episode of that series. Oh, I so is that this she just a trick really. question of 13? No. No. The answer is 19. Alex was dead on. I thought you were referring to that specific season. Yeah. Nope. Nothing in that suggested that at all. Just say how many episodes was Martha in. Yeah, why are you talking about the season? I wanted to give you a starting point because I knew otherwise you'd say like 48 or 2. No. I probably would have said 2. Terry, don't blame others for your (laughs) ignorance. I certainly can. (laughs) She shows up 
in her all 13 episodes We've of her season. We've already established we didn't get the point. She shows she up should in not have been. I'm, I'm explaining question. the answer because I don't know if you do this. Some people listen to this. They might be playing along. <laughs> She's in all 13 episodes of her season. She's in the Centauran two-parter in Donna's season. She then stays on for the next episode, The Doctor's Daughter. She's in both episodes of the Series 4 finale, and she shows up in David Tennant's Goodbye World Tour at the end of Time Part 2. So, we got a point for Jill and Alex. Alright, question four. What are the first and last names of all three David Tennant main companions? We're not counting Mickey. We're not counting Jack. There are three women that are the advertised companions for seasons two, three, and four. What are their first and last names? I'll give you a point for each correct answer. Okay. Shouldn't take that long. Terry, you go first. Oh, my God. Okay. Donna Noble, Martha Jones, Blank, and Rory. <laughs> not not David Tennant's companions. We'll give you two. Cody's hand. Rose Tyler, Donna Noble, Martha B. Bangin. <laughs> Jill and Alex. Uh, uh, I was writing these down real fast, so I said Rose Tyler, Donna Noble, and Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. Everyone got two. It's Rose Tyler, Martha Jones, Donna Noble. Jones. God, I couldn't think of Jones. Didn't Terry say Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He did not say Rose. He didn't say Rose Tyler though. He okay. said Blank and Rory. <laughs> I was like, where did you get so, Jones from? Because you eventually wrote down. I've Jones. also never really watched the first season with Eccleston or like any of the Rose stories. I didn't. I. It's not our fault. You're a shitty producer. <laughs> Last one. Opportunity for lots of points here. How many episodes? Did David Tennant star in that aired on Christmas Day? And I'll give you a bonus point if you could name any of them. I'll give you 30 seconds. It's a tough one. If no one gets it spot on, I'll give a point for closest. Okay, we'll call that time. Jill and Alex, how many episodes uh, of his aired on Christmas Day? We're saying four. Can you name any of them? No, I'm so bad with names. Cody and Sam. We said three. Um, Voyage of the Damned. Yep, just talked about yep. it. And then Silent Night. I, I realized last, in one of the earlier questions, I shouldn't say if you're right or wrong until everyone guesses, so I'm I'm not going to say anything. So just... Okay. <laughs> if you have a third guess, go ahead. Nope, sure don't. Terry? Uh, I also said three, but I have no names. Okay. Cody and Sam get a point for Voyage of the Damned, but Jill and Alex get a point for four because the answer is five. Uh, he was in so five episodes that aired on Christmas Day. I worded it that way because they weren't all Christmas specials. He was in Christmas Invasion, his very first episode. The Runaway Bride, Donna's first episode. Voyage of the Damned, we just talked about it. The Next Doctor was his first special of the year of specials. I couldn't remember the name of that one. And The End of Time Part 1. The first episode of his two-part finale. So, Jill and Alex have four points. Cody and Sam have three points. Terry has three points. We will pick that up next time. Ooh. How fun was that? That was good. Uh, pretty fun. 
I'm not so good at Doctor Who trivia. Terry, look up the title of the next episode of Doctor Who. I believe it's the Big Beyond or something like that. Oh no, the Big Blue Yonder. I think it's the Big Blue Yonder. Sam, MVP. Ah, uh, uh mm, meet me. God damn it. <laughs> Character of the meep, the creator of the meep, or the actress of the meep? Probably like the 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 costume and the CGI animation, whatever it is. That's a lot. The physical being of the meep. Gotcha. Cody. The uh, shit, and like that's such a problem because I was gonna say the meep, but right, it's not just the meep. There's a whole lot going on behind the meep. So instead, I will say. RTD for the idea of using the meep? RTD for the idea of using the meep. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) I really like the meep. Everybody else is kind of awkward sometimes. Just didn't really meet that MVP glory. You know, if they're going to get our trophy, you got to be the meep. Alex, is your answer the Sonic Screwdriver? (laughs) Uh, No, but it's a close second. My answer is uh, direction. It was incredible. Rachel Talalay. Yeah. Jill. Uh, whoever created the new TARDIS. Nice. Yeah. Good call out. Man, Murray I didn't Gold. look up anything <laughs> for like production design or anything. <laughs> well, uh, Murray Gold is in the in the fold here. Let her I cook. thought she was making Murray Gold for sure. Let her cook. Yeah, no, I am. It's Murray Gold. <laughs> Close second, though. Uh, Terry. I am going with Catherine Tate, uh, and the next episode is called Wild Blue Yonder. Yeah. I was going to say Catherine Tate as well, but since you did, I'm going to go with Jacqueline King. Just some fucking love for Sylvia Noble. She deserves it. (laughs) Also, like, her chaotic hecticness was just... Yeah, she smacks the shit of the doctor. She's putting up with her shit, kids. Her poor granddaughter's making toys and selling them to, like, Dubai princesses (laughs) to help make some money for the family. The husband's just, like, rolling with it. He walks in, there's aliens, and he's just like, oh, it smells good in here. (laughs) Just a shit show. Poor Sylvia keeping everything together. (laughs) Like she always has. (laughs) And, you know... I couldn't find out old Jacqueline King is when I was looking up today, but the character's supposed to be about 70. You know, she's got a 95-year-old dad, about a 50-year-old daughter, so it kind of all lines up. And she's running around doing all the action stuff, too. She's great. Okay. All in all, I think positive vibes going forward. We've got two more specials to go the next two consecutive Saturdays. And so for next time, we will be watching... Big Blue Yonder? Great Blue Yonder? What do you say it was? Wild, Wild Blue, Blue Yonder. Yonder. Wild Blue Yonder. Uh, Alex, do the song. This has been Married to Who, our episode on the Star Beast. If you'd like to participate and join the discussion, you can do so on our Twitter feed, Married to Who Pod. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and the producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for the Wild Blue Yonder. Meow.
Bye. <laughs>